1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Very nervous to start today's show. Why? A couple of reasons. Uh, Yesterday, I started the show and Solana jumped all over me because he didn't like my topic.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And this morning uh i took a twitter haymaker from victor bermudez who apparently doesn't like this show anymore or something along those lines
3: you got on vic's bad side
2: i know so uh (laughs) it was funny when chuck and jim saw victor's tweet to me um i gotta find the so he texted me i said something along the lines of i'd wipe the floor with vic (laughs) and chuck said uh, yes if he told you to wipe the floor you would not hesitate
3: <laughs> I, i'm with chuck so
2: i uh, i got i'm very nervous and what how can I, how should i start the show solana
4: well i'm looking at uh, espn right now and they're talking about who has the edge on sunday 49ers defense or Jalen hurts and i'd like well, to I'm do just gonna, i'd like I'm to just do anything but that
2: <laughs> I'm just going to start with the line again. Chiefs are minus one right now over the Bengals. How about that? That's interesting. The line has flipped again. The Chiefs are now the favorites over the Bengals. The Bengals are plus one. Because
3: Patrick Mahomes walked out of a press conference right. yesterday. So
2: do you want me it's- to put it in now, or do you think it might go higher now? Because here's – and again, I know Solana doesn't like this as the opening topic, but I got nothing else planned. So Monday, we started the show. Bengals were getting one. Crowder said put it in. I didn't. By the end of Monday's show, it was pick them. Then Tuesday, it was Bengals minus one. By yesterday, it was Bengals minus two and a half on the road in KC. It is now KC minus one. Oh.
3: Bengals. you want to put it in now at one or do you want to see and wait if it goes up to two? I, now, th- this is the thing. This is I a know, s- I know. an orthodox bet because it's going off. Of, if Patrick Mahomes limps twice, now it's swinging back.
2: We do have Rob Pizzola joining us on the show today in the four o'clock hour. So we can wait and get his opinion if you want. Let's do that. Well, two uh, hours,
3: two hours to
2: get a professional. I can but do it two hours. This line could move a lot in the next two hours. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's happened all week. <laughs> so, you know, we we were bummed that we didn't get in at Cincinnati plus one. And now I'm thinking, okay, it's back to Cincinnati plus one. Maybe we should jump on it, but now we're gonna get greedy. And wait for one and a half or two. But maybe
3: it goes back to pick them. I don't know. <laughs> let's ask Rob. All right, so you want to wait? Let's wait. Because we would have waited anyway till closer to game time. So let's, let's sacrifice the two All hours right. and get the professional All opinion. Right. Solana, you're down to wait? I'm fine with
4: waiting. My only thing is you guys have been hard pressed on betting the Bengals, whether they're one point favorites, whether they're one point underdogs, and I'm going the other way. I think that Oh, Chiefs, you like KC. I like KC in this game. I'll bet with the you know, uh, majority rules. So you here, wish
2: we would have put it in a KC plus two and a half.
4: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'll I'll bet mm-hmm. with the you know, as we always do, with the show. I have no problem with that. I'll ride or die with my guys, but I think everybody right now is high on Burrow high on the Bengals, and they're forgetting that the Chiefs have been the best team in the NFL for the past four years.
2: All right.
3: We, we, we better wait for Pizoma Until well, they got the ass last year in the same game by the same team. <laughs> that is true. Exactly, though. Like, that's why, that's why
4: I feel even stronger about it. They're going to lose twice hmm. to the Bengals in two seasons. Yeah,
3: they lost three times in the last two years. <laughs> in like in like three hundred and eighty days, they've nah, lost three times.
4: Forget about it. Come on, put it in. <laughs> Chiefs. I, I don't
2: I don't know. I alright, we'll wait for Pizzola, but this line could absolutely change. Um not only is Rob Pizzola coming out with us today, David Firones covers the Dolphins for the Sun Sentinel. He's gonna join us. We'll get the latest on Fangs, get our Fangs update, talk a little bit about the Dolphins in the NFL with him. And in the three o'clock hour today, if you were listening to yesterday's show, or if you saw my Twitter last night when I tweeted out the footlong hot dog, I said anyone who eats a footlong hot dog at a sporting event is a look at me, Louie. Um, Solana had brought up in one of the stories on the uh, headlines yesterday that the international, what is it, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Had come out with some rules. One of them is that a hot dog should never take more than five bites to finish. Oh. Anyway, Eric Mittenhall is the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, and he is going to join us in the three o'clock hour. So, how about oh, that?
3: This is official because he has the real answers. Yeah, this guy knows.
2: You know, I love talking about food. Sometimes we have uh, George Shea from uh, Major League Eating. Um, so anyway, uh, we will talk with the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. I just saw some breaking news, too. <laughs> All right. uh, I'll wait. We have a long bed for the breaking news. <laughs> it's not going to be breaking when this is over. Carolina Panthers announce former Colts coach Frank Reich as their next head coach. More, is there more breaking news or is that just the kicker?
4: Just the kicker. Kind of wrap it up. All
2: right, we're getting all our sounds in. Frank Reich is the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers.
3: He just failed. He just got fired. This is Adam Gates. What's going I, on?
2: I don't, oh, did you see who the Jets hired? No, who? Speaking of uh, when I when I think of Adam Gase, I think of the Jets, which is which is lucky because you could think of the Dolphins. I think of the Jets. Uh, Jets just hired Nathaniel Hackett as their OC. Hold on, breaking news: the Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett as their OC.
3: <laughs> so he couldn't get Russ to play well, but he's going to turn Zach Wilson around. Mm. Hmm. What I've read is that they're in the
2: market for Aaron Rodgers. And I guess Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers have a relationship, Solana? They, I think they do. But I also, I've been seeing a
4: lot more traction about Tom Brady going to the New York Jets.
2: Oh, is it Brady? Maybe I got that wrong. I I've seen was, uh... I've
4: seen both. I've seen both. Definitely the, the Jets are a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people have that. But I've seen more uh, news about Tom Brady being
2: the next quarterback back to the AFC East all right well there you go Uh, a lot of breaking news let's get the rest of the headlines because we do have a lot to get through today let's get the uh the headlines with alejandro solana huge chiefs fan (laughs) patty (laughs) (laughs) the sports update it's driven
4: by the new palmetto ford truck super center why buy your truck at a car store palmetto ford we know trucks also sponsored by crowder's friends at dade county federal credit union they're offering great rates to lower your car payment Rates as low as 2.94% APR. Becoming a member is easy. What was that? 2.94% APR. I think Mm -hmm. you said foyer. Becoming a member is easy. Join the credit union today. Visit dcfcu.org slash car. Certain restrictions apply. Offer can change at any time. Federally (laughs) (laughs) insured by NCUA.
2: (laughs) Who are you? Always good to get the first one out of the way in the first 10 minutes because now you can just sit back and hunt. <laughs> I don't mind being the first mistake because then I just, oh, I'm hunting all afternoon. Be on your game today, bro. I know,
4: I know. <laughs> There was also some other news today regarding a former Miami Dolphins head coach. The Cowboys parted ways with their offensive line coach, Joe Philbin.
2: I don't know if we're doing the breaking news right, but that, of course, was breaking news as well. About six hours ago.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So Philbin, Brady, head coach changes, those are all breaking news, huh? Isn't that funny? How about that, Philbin? Joe Philbin? I didn't. Uh, I didn't
2: realize Joe Philbin was with the Cowboys. That would have made uh, Sunday night even
3: funnier. No. Yes, because we knew they were gonna mess out of his position.
2: I had no idea. So he's <laughs> the offensive line coach? Is that what you said, Solana?
3: Offensive
4: line coach.
2: So he's the one that had the offensive line lining up on the the right side on the, on the on, like that, that was his play. <laughs> he, I love that narrative. He put Ezekiel Elliott
4: by himself on the line.
2: So he's the
3: one that was responsible for teaching Zeke how to block for the quarterback? <laughs> hey, Joe. hey, Joe, you got any good plays? You know, last second ditch efforts? <laughs> let me show you what I got. Because even if he didn't call the play, he still has to be
2: responsible for the line. And the line happened to be Ezekiel Elliott. And I've never seen a line get blown up quite the way that Ezekiel Elliott
3: did. Hey, they worked on that all week, Hawk. Don't <laughs> you do that to Joe. Wow. that did, Now it makes a little <laughs> sense, obviously. It reminds me of when Al Golden was with the Lions, and we just knew their linebackers were going to be terrible. <laughs> He's a what? That. Oh, they're going to get run on. Come on. Joe Philbin was a Cowboys
2: coaching staff. Had no idea.
4: They pretty much got rid of like most of their uh their coaching staff, by the way. I was reading they didn't renew the contracts of their assistant head coach, Rob Davis, their senior defensive assistant, George Edwards, assistant defensive lines coach Leon Lett, running backs coach Skip Pete, and uh also quality control analytics Cal Valero. So Cowboys pretty much cleaning house, other than their head coach, Mike McCarthy.
3: George Edwards is a good friend of mine. I gotta call him.
2: Somebody, uh, well, I can't be that good a friend if Solana just told you about him during the headlines. You had no idea. Um, Hell of a point. I'll lie, wait a couple of days. Somebody texts in from now on, out of respect for the sheriff, I will only be calling you your nicknames. What's up, Hawk, Chan, and Asol? <laughs> I like
4: that one. <laughs> Uh, there's really not much else going on. No games tonight. The Heat I know, play the Magic yesterday. No tonight. That's yeah. kind of a it's a nice little break. It is. The Heat play the Magic tomorrow night at 8 p.m. and the Panthers host the LA Kings tomorrow night at 7 p.m. All right. Oh, I think uh Kane's women's basketball team plays today. How could Let's I forget? Go. They host Boston College. Coach Katie Meyer and her squad. 6 p.m. tip-off from the Watsco Center. All right, I like it. There you go. We got some uh, some basketball tonight. And uh, on a more serious note, today marks three years since the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gigi, and that uh, horrific helicopter wow. accident. three
2: years already? Yeah. Wow.
4: Do you guys remember where we were at, the three of us, when that happened?
2: Well, it happened on a Sunday, but we started Radio Row the next day.
4: That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah.
2: I was talking about it with my son the other day. My son, when he was in town for uh, Christmas break, we were at Barnes & Noble and he bought a – the Barnes & Noble that Crowder loves. He bought a Kobe book. He loves Kobe. But I was saying to him, like, we would be watching Kobe three times a week on NBA coverage right now. Like, he he was going to be such a great basketball analyst because he knows the game so well, knew the game so well happened to have a good personality television wise like we would have been watching him you know 3 4 times a week on NBA
3: analysis i never thought about that and think about him preparing for a game or letting you know oh, what's about my to happen God. Oh, they've been going top side to here, and now oh, now they're gonna go. You know, beat beat up, down low. Our, our boy Hawk, oh, why'd you do that? that like we when, out. when we when we sit
2: here out. and we talk. I mean, like we don't know anything that's going on. We're we're trying to figure out how how many votes uh, somebody has for an all star team. If they have, if the coach has to have a certain number of front court, back court. Like Kobe would know everything. Would yeah. take it, anything he did more seriously than we take. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and wow, all three years,
3: wouldn't all arguments be finished? Like, right. hey, if he, should, should if he ba- makes should, his yeah, yeah, if he makes his opinion known, should Bam be an all star? Yeah, he should. Oh, see, I told you, Kobe said it. <laughs> it'd been it been it'd been, in, it'd been, in, it'd been in all argument.
4: Yeah, he was hosting that show Detail on ESPN Plus. I yes. don't know how many of you yes. guys watched it, but basically, uh, they would show film, actual highlights, he,
3: and he was like and a basketball footage. scientist, almost.
2: Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just yeah. could break down something. Like he knew what was going to happen before the players on the court did.
3: That's why, like what Romo does, I think Kobe would blow our minds. Oh my what god. He could blow do.
2: our minds! Yep,
3: Romo
4: kind of jumped the shark this season, though, right? Like he Boy, went from. He got
2: a lot of heat lately. Yeah. A lot of heat, and you know who's on the come up is Greg Olson. Really? Oh my god! Do people love Greg Olson? People are saying that uh, Fox wasted three hundred and seventy-five million dollars on Tom Brady because there is no chance he will ever be as good as Greg Olson is.
3: But Greg Olson failed before. I don't think so. Yeah, they brought Greg up. He like when he first got out playing, they brought him up, and then he and yeah, no, then you know didn't he go back and play. I'm crazy. No, you're I'm, thinking of Jason Witten. Jason I'm Witten. thinking about Witten. Look yeah, at me, yeah. big white boy. Yeah, Jason board. Witten just, was terrible. Yeah, yeah Whitten was terrible. Okay, I gotta check out Greg. Then. What are you trying to oh, say, he, Crowder? They're white tight ends. I'm sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs>
4: No, Witten was terrible.
3: Yeah, Witten was bad. Yeah.
4: That was Monday Night Football. I think they put Witten on, right? Uh, I think you might be
2: right. <laughs> yeah, it, was it was so bad, they scared him back into the league. That was with the <laughs> Boogermobile.
4: That was that season <laughs> with the
3: Boogermobile. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a disaster. We're going to put a big-ass black dude 60 feet in the air and bring on, <laughs> on a young dude that's never done this before. Go.
4: <laughs> Um, your weather from the DeMesman and Dover law firm, youraccidentattorneys.com. Call them 866-954-MORE. It is partly cloudy right now. Looks like it's going to rain here in El Portal. Tonight, though, the
2: lows will drop into the upper 60s. That's your weather. Uh, we'll talk some dolphins with David Fironas. He covers the dolphins for the Sun-Sentinel next.
3: This is the Hawk and Crowder Show.
0: All right, my What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: I talk with David Fironis here. He covers the Dolphins for the Sun Sentinel. He is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. What do we know, David? I'll start with Vic Fangio. Fangs. We are big fans of Fangs. I don't know about him, uh, but we like the nickname. Um, so from what we saw he was interviewing with the dolphins yesterday uh do we know where the interview took place if it took place how it went uh
5: I think all those interviews uh, take place at dolphins facilities at dolphins headquarters so uh i I believe it would be just like uh any uh like the head coach interview rounds that were made last year, all of the above so um yeah uh no word on uh on how it went what but uh we know he is one of Mike McDaniel's targets. Uh, McDaniel, that's the guy he, he wanted last year uh, as he was coming in, but uh, ultimately uh, it, it worked out where uh, Josh Boyer was a uh, and then uh, we saw that one this year, and then now uh, the Dolphins are looking for, for the coordinator again. So uh, Fangio would be my top target. Uh, so I'll come forward with you and, uh, and a fan of fans.
3: And <laughs> you like you just said, you think Fang's the answer? Because Boyer had him, you know, top 10 two years ago and the year before that actually, and then now it fell off. You don't think the fall off has become because of ability and, and injuries because Byron Jones is out, Brandon Jones is out. You know, there was a bunch of injuries in that secondary. We were playing unrestricted free agents. Fangs can take those guys and take them back to the top?
5: Yeah, I think probably when you look back at this season, it's, it's twofold. Uh, sure. Yeah, there were a lot of those ready-made excuses. I mean, Barbara Jones—you never had him. That's a lot of what Josh Boyer wants to do: is being able to have those corners, and you just leave them on an island, and then you free up extra defenders. Uh, we always talk about how uh, he loves to bring those exotic blitzes, even from the safety position. And uh he didn't really do all that much, but uh, kind of since Boyer was was sort of a one pony in that way, and that he, he didn't uh, make adjustments to uh, to uh, having uh things that he could do with his defense and, and look for for different ways to run a, an effective defense. And, uh, and the end of the, day, uh, the big question for Boer going into this past season was always going to be, can he do it without the backing of Brian Flores? He always had Brian Flores to lean on in, in the previous seasons. Uh, Flores, we know has a defensive background and they go way back together, uh, going back to their new England days together. So, uh, that was really Boyer's first chance to, uh, to be given a key to the defense solely, and then uh, we saw that uh, the defense was uh, second-to-last in takeaways and uh, upper 20s at ranked in a lot of other categories, so uh, it really, uh, yeah, there were excuses. There were a lot of injuries. Osborne, Brandon Jones, never having Byron Jones, Nick Needham, but uh, also... The adjustments throughout the season to what he did have available didn't seem to be made uh, outside of a few uh, key examples, but uh, not consistently enough.
2: It was a uh, a great question. I read this on the show yesterday. There was a great question that was tweeted to you yesterday, which was, will Tua be cleared for action by time for the Pro Bowl games? Do Because do in, in the Twitter answer, you said, you know, we don't get daily updates anymore because he's not playing. Do you have any idea?
5: Yeah, right now I do not know where he stands in, in concussion protocol. Uh, last we heard it, he still wasn't cleared to to uh, practice on the field. Now, if you ask me if the Pro Bowl games are just uh, this uh, this glorified uh, fly football game, or not even glorified, it's actually a, a fly football game, then uh, <laughs> I feel like you don't need to get through five stages of, con- of concussion protocol to play in that. I don't think there is anything in the NFL rules Uh, to specifically state where a a player needs to be in the protocol to be allowed to play flag football. But uh, I say if, if if he's able to to play and and willing to uh, let him go, go back out there. But um, I don't know if he will, given that, well, I mean, he is essentially going to be that first alternate because both of the remaining AFC quarterbacks, one of them's, uh, you know, they're both in the pro bowl and one of them's got to go to the Super bowl. So essentially Tua has, uh, has clinched that spot. So, uh, that'll be something to watch going into Pro
3: Bowl weekend. But wouldn't that be a bad look? Because we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. I didn't think it was realistic till now we're speaking about it. Wouldn't that be a bad look? Like, people are talking about this guy should never play football again, and now he's out there running around with his friends playing in the backyard. Like, shouldn't he be somewhere, I don't know, drinking kombucha? You got to rip the
2: bandaid
5: off, man.
3: But,
5: yeah, well, yeah, but probably for, for um – for, for his own right, yeah, you should just call it a season, the season's over, and uh, couldn't play in the last three games due to, to a concussion protocol, don't go playing in the Pro Bowl. Um, so I think he would still get credit for being a Pro Bowler once you go on the first alternate, and then you, you get in, but then if you can't go either, then they go to the next guy. And uh, So uh, I think that'll work out for, for him uh, in that regard, but... Uh, aside from that, yeah, I, I agree with you uh, on the optics of it, it in itself. But uh, also, a flight football game is just like a, a, a non-contact uh, practice too. So if uh, if he were to be cleared to be able to do that by now, then then why not just play a flight football game? That's an exhibition for the fans.
1: I was uh, I
2: was saying yesterday he should play with a helmet on. Everybody else has no helmet, and he plays with one of those big concussion helmets on. Just better optics, Crowder. There's the optics you're looking for. Look at how seriously he's taking head injuries. Um, there you go. When it when it comes to quarterback, because I think we've talked to you, Chris Greer was pretty clear that two is going to be the quarterback next season, and and I like that. I, is there any thought that the Dolphins would be in the market for Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers or even Lamar Jackson,
5: right? I don't see it personally. I know why the question comes up because even though the Dolphins made a similar proclamation early last offseason, then you still see them. Well, they were proven to have uh, continued to tamper with uh, Tom Brady uh, last offseason uh, when once the uh, the violations came down and the and the ruling came down from the NFL, where uh, the tanking allegations were. Uh, were unfounded, but uh, but then the the league did say that the uh, the tampering allegations were true, and even noted the, the dolphins doing it as recently as 2022 with Tom Brady. So uh, so will they stay true to their word? I feel like it just also makes sense. Uh, with Tua, given his rookie contract, it's you're going into year four of that four-year rookie contract, and then uh, the bigger question becomes a fifth-year option. Do you want to do that this offseason and then uh, get him for the $22 million number number uh, for, for the fifth year? I wouldn't go as far as doing some long-term extension uh, right now because you need to see him stay healthy. But uh, his play when he was healthy, I feel like, did earn Tua uh, this next season. And then uh, I would more so look at uh, what – veteran option you might want as a backup quarterback uh, whether you're bringing Teddy Bridgewater back or you're looking at another uh, veteran to be that QB2 or if you think even Skyler Thompson could be elevated to QB2 uh, right now after uh, he he played in a playoff game so uh, I would personally like another veteran to, to back up Tua and then be ready in the instance where Tua gets hurt again and uh, and then have Skyler as a as a, a third quarterback option uh, again after uh, he got into some games as a rookie.
3: And until that point, can you – like, I'm with you. I said that too. I don't think Teddy's here. I think they bring another veteran. But do you bring in a guy good enough to compete with Tua? Because it's that fine line of bringing – like, if you bring in a you know, Fitzpatrick again and we see him, you know, Tua, uh, you know, his shoe falls off and he has to leave for a series and the guy goes in and balls and now there's that quarterback controversy – Do they want to bring in a guy good enough to Miami to create a quarterback controversy, David, or do they want to bring in a guy good enough to finish a game if Tua can't play?
5: Yeah, I think the latter. I think you want to bring in a guy that's reliable, a veteran, a guy who's who's got some games under his belt to be his backup. And uh, everyone wondered the same thing when Teddy Bridgewater was brought in because he was a starter the the past two seasons, has been a starter with the Vikings, uh, was a top backup uh, behind Drew Brees in New Orleans. But, Uh, Everyone wondered, well, could Teddy Bridgewater even uh, be better than Tua? And then when Teddy got on the field, then I I think we saw that the the offense ran much more efficiently uh, with Tua running it. So, uh, yeah, I think you're looking at at someone to to back him up and and not necessarily uh, compete with him uh, going into 2023.
2: David Fironis from the Sun-Sentinel is with us. Give a letter grade to Mike McDaniel for his first season. Now that we've, you know... Been through it all. Playoffs have come and gone. You can really look back on the season. What's the What's the letter grade?
5: Hmm. A letter grade. Uh, maybe I go uh, in the B minus range. Uh, I, I think he, he did a lot with the offense. He worked a uh, a lot of wonders for for Tua. Unlocked uh, a lot of things in his game. So that was a big thing that the Dolphins wanted in in this hire when they made it uh, almost a year ago to the date. So. Uh, he was successful in that regard, uh, worked the offense well. Now, uh, we did see a lot of the, the mishaps in game management, which really came to fruition in the wild card playoff game against Buffalo. Uh, so sometimes maybe taking too much pride in uh, that offensive genius that we know him to be and then uh, – where he's looking for the perfect play instead of just the play that you need in that moment and uh, and being quick and timely with those decisions. So I think that's where uh, you need to see him make some some improvements. Uh, a, a lot of the game flow, stuff like uh, like challenging calls. He was 0 for his first five before finally uh, having a successful challenge. So those are some of the uh, first-year head coach pickups that he needs to now get over and – Uh, Now he'll go ahead and make an offseason of uh, his own hires after uh, doing so on the offensive side, more so on the defensive side. He's going to get to hire this defensive coordinator after uh, retaining Boyer as a holdover from the Brian Flores era. And then now uh, he'll have his fingerprints on that decision. So now we'll really get to judge him on on more uh, deeper things uh, in his head coaching tenure.
3: And there was a rumor about uh, Saquon Barkley. Could they make a big splash? Like, do they need to make another big splash in free agency? Because, like, Saquon, I would love it. Saquon's a monster. But they just had Tyreek, you know. I guess they get a little money back because I don't expect Mike Gusecki to be here this year. But can they Can they? and should they go out there and try to, like, get another big name, another big contract to get this thing, you know, over the edge when they have their window? Because, you know, David, they are, everybody has a little window. And I think the Dolphins have a little window right now they got to capitalize on.
5: Hey, as a player, I I love Saquon Barkley, too. I know general manager Chris Greer is not worried about the the cap restraints and the flexibility. Uh, The team can always uh, clear some of that up. Uh, Executive Brandon Shore will be restructuring deals, looking for some trade partners. Uh, uh, Surely there will be some contracts that that get cut. You can uh, save money with the extend Christian Wilkins, then uh, backload some of that. Uh, money and then uh, in the short term uh, it, it works better uh, against the cap going into this next offseason but uh, so there's a lot of things that the team can do to clear up the cap space it won't be the the number that's 16 million under the cap that uh, you stand at currently uh, so then it becomes a matter of where do you want to prioritize uh, what you do free up uh, do you need to uh, look to upgrade an inside linebacker or, or cornerback uh, find yourself a replacement at tight end that fits uh, the system better. Uh, at running back, could you run it back with uh, uh Raheem Mostert-Jeff Wilson combination, which, uh, although the Dolphins didn't run the ball as much for the, the totals in, in rushing that maybe you want, uh, the, the the combo was pretty uh, efficient, especially that second half of the season that they were together, and they're two guys that know Mike McDaniel's system well from San, from San Francisco, and uh, when you look at the season rushing totals, you also have to count for the first half, where uh, Chase Edmonds was part of that mix and uh, and didn't really mesh well with the system, with the offense. Uh, the wide zone was something new to him. He was more um, uh, inside zone his whole career. So uh, then you really look at that second half and you think, hey, it could be more affordable to uh, to go with some option like that, maybe bring back one, look for a slight upgrade at the other, and then determine, okay, do you want to do your big spending? Looking for a running back like Saquon or uh, keeping what you have at running back and then maybe you could use that some of that money uh, upgrading at different positions of need
2: but the the basic expectation is there's not going to be a huge splashy offseason they got rid of Josh Boyer they're going to hire a defensive coordinator and probably the and and we don't expect him to be in the market for a quarterback if we believe Chris Greer I do uh so is, is the biggest maneuver you know getting Christian Wilkins extended like you're not expecting but if they were in the market for Saquon Barkley that would be a surprise
5: yeah, probably so. So, I mean, I would think some small tweaks. I think a lot of the, the big splash moves have already been made, which last offseason signing a Toronto Armstead, trading for Tyreek Hill at the trade deadline, trading for a Bradley Chubb. So probably more so the smaller moves and the tweaks with maybe the potential of one bigger splash-type move if enough is cleared and the and the situation's right.
2: All right. There you go. David Fioronas, Sun Sentinel. We appreciate it. We'll keep an eye open. Fangs is that the the number 1 target? Nah. We think that'll get done.
5: No, yeah, well, that's that's my number 1 target. I, I I'm leaning towards yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to be optimistic. Yeah, I'm I'm saying yes. But the other the other targets are are some good guys too between uh uh Chris Richard, uh Sean Desai, uh, and uh, Anthony Campanelli is an uh, internal uh target is up there as well, so uh, but Fante would obviously be the, the top choice uh, in that group.
3: Well, David, help us out, man. You know we're gamblers. Who who's who's winning this weekend?
5: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, so uh, I, I'm going with uh, with Bengals in the AFC, and uh, and I, I was torn earlier this week with the Eagles 49ers, but uh, I'm going with the Eagles, especially after seeing uh, what they did coming off the bye. Uh, uh, and uh, the long travel for San Francisco, uh, going to Philly and losing three hours, uh, and also playing a day later than Philly. So I'll go with uh, with the Eagles to to win at home and, and get back to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I think those are our picks, the Eagles and the Bengals, right? And then, there we uh, go. I think I like the Bengals to win the Super Bowl in that matchup, by the way, if it came to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, putting the uh, – cart in front of the horse there, David. I think I'm trying to read the tea leaves a little too early. All right, <laughs> David, Firo- <laughs> David from the Sun Sentinel. Thanks, David. <laughs> Always appreciate it, guys. Yeah, if you were listening yesterday, that was funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you weren't,
3: it wasn't. You were listening to the Hawk and Crowder show. I would see the guy from Auburn. Uh, what's his man's name? Igbenagini. Ig Igbenini. Igbenini. Hawk. One of the great
2: joys of this show is hijacking sports, turning it into food. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking at a screenshot. Solana sent me of the website, so you can go to wqam.com, but here are stories underneath the main story at wqam.com. Okay. Commanders interviewed Dolphins associate head coach, Eric Stoodsville for their coaching staff. Yes. Kim Ang under pressure in contract year. Mm-hmm. Jason Jackson, bam out of bio showing he's elite. Agree. But the headline story, if you go to <laughs> WQAM.com is a picture, a stock photo, but still a picture. Of a big giant hot dog, and it says, How many bites does it take Joe Zagaki to eat a hot dog?
3: One, a two, a three, <laughs> a three. <laughs> I love that.
2: That is the headline at WQAM.com. And it doesn't even need the attribution of as told on the Hockman and Crowder show, because everyone knows that that's the (laughs) Hockman and Crowder show. But that brings me to our guest in the three o'clock hour. In the three o'clock hour, we're going to have the president. This is no, uh, this is no mini hot dog uh, Crowder. This is the, this is the footlong, the president of the national hot dog and sausage council, Eric Mittenhall. So get ready for that. And his answers um,
3: that that's that's fact now. Don't get to arguing mm-hmm, with him. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Um, unless I don't agree with him. And then I'll give you the other side. So I sent the, uh, the screenshot of WQAM.com to Joe Zagacki so that he could see it. And he was delighted. And then he said uh, via text, FYI, I did ask Katie Meyer about Coke Zero. Remember he told us yesterday that he would. Yes. And uh, I said, what did she say? And he says, She spoke glowingly about you and Crowder.
3: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Look at that. That's our friend. All right. Uh, 3 o'clock hour is coming up. We're going to talk hot dogs. Why wouldn't we? 4 o'clock hour, we'll get some gambling tips from Rob Pizzola. So don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break. 3 o'clock hour is next. Coming up next on the Hawk and Crowder Show. Meow. Hawk and Crowder.